0: Welcome back, folks, to the Get a Grip on Lighting podcast. On today's show, we have Jan Deneman. Jan is the founder and chairman of the board at Good Light Group, as well as the honorary ambassador for the Global Lighting Association. The Good Light Group, which we're going to get into, is a non-profit organization which promotes the use of good light indoors. Good Light is natural daylight or electric light. While we're going to get into all that, apparently he knows a lot about this kind of thing, 40 years experience in executive roles, worked at Philips, now Signify. And, um, yeah, founded several international consortia, like the Global Lighting Association, JAGA, Ooh, a lot of good stuff here. The Connected Lighting Alliance, Lighting Europe, president of the Global Lighting Association, 2007 to 2017, president of Lighting Europe, 2013 to 2017. We're going to talk to him in one second, Greg, but first, got to get original here for a second, buddy we got to go back to the originals at energy focus that's e-n-e-r-g-y-f-o-c-u-s.com energy focus.com greg
1: yeah and the original word we talked about started with flicker free you know they have flicker free that's just a constant in all of their product you know that's something that they always have they don't do anything other than that number one that's important but now they have this in focus product of course it's flicker free right but what in focus does is a most simple easy to install Lighting control, human-centric lighting control system that has different color temperatures, uh, different dimming, all built right in, and you can use your existing fixtures. Easy, with we a have tube, it, proper. We have it
0: right here in the studio. That's right. And you know what I love about in Focus? They captured it from the beginning. Tuning is to 2021 what dimming is to 1969. As soon as everybody knows that they can tune very easily, they will use it for sure. And of course, Greg, we got to thank the National Association of Innovative Lighting Distributors, Get Educated, Get Associated. But for right now, nice to meet you, Jan. Nice
2: to meet you,
1: Michael, Jan, on, Greg. Yes, Hello. Nice. good to see you. Thanks for coming on. Um, you know, one constant I see when I was reading your your background and Michael said it there too, is the word founder and leader. <laughs> Just about everything you've done.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's important, yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And, and also, I, I spend a lot of time, of course, in the business, but at a certain moment, you have to take the lead as well.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I did a, it. I know. Yeah, I, yeah.
2: Yeah. You're, I did you, it, Jeff? for example, uh, in, uh, uh at, at a certain moment, my company at the time, Philips Lighting, now Signifier, asked me to, uh, to represent them on the board of directors of, uh, what's now called Lighting Europe. At that time, it was the European Lamp Association. And at a certain moment, you yeah, uh, um, that's pre-competitive discussion between competitors, and you need to, uh, to to work from a vision. And at that time, our vision was mainly energy efficiency, uh, energy saving. Huh? If, if you talk ten years ago, of course, with LED products, energy efficiency, energy saving for the customer, but also against global warming, and it's very important, was the main theme. So we put that on the map. Uh, and also with LEDs you needed to uh, come to new platforms new standards so at a certain moment we took with a few companies the uh, the initiative to start Zaga, its standardization group for uh, uh, modules for LED drivers and also the connected lighting Alliance at a certain moment because we understood that uh, LED uh asked for much more complicated and sophisticated control systems so we started the connected lighting alliance but but since a couple of years i'm officially retired from my company uh i thought the work is not finished yet because with the global lighting association and also with um light europe we always have put human-centric lighting on the map on the roadmaps, on the strategic roadmaps of the industry. But it's not happening in the market. There is no human centric lighting in the market. And it's such a shame. So that's the reason that we started uh two years ago a non profit organization that's called Good Light Group. With the title Good Light, because we think that um that's a name that the general public could understand at a certain moment. Good light. It's much easier to understand than human uh, centric lighting or biophilic lighting. So that's the reason of uh, at a certain moment, I personally believe that if, if, if you are with a group of companies, you need to take leadership to bring mankind uh, further yeah, uh, up uphill uh and, and and the last initiative was because we have the lighting industry has so much to offer bringing healthy lighting to the people and it's not done yet so we thought let's help with the good light group
0: well i got bad news for you <laughs> you know what it is Tell me. i've been talking to no. all the scientists about all this sort of stuff about, you know, uh, you know, and what I've determined is that it's very clear that we know how to hurt people with bad lighting. Like, we, like, you could create a system where you could hurt people, but it's not so clear that we can actually help people with lighting if we do not restore natural darkness in our society. I think that the, the, the real key to me, Jan. When you talk about human centric lighting, you can do whatever you want. You could have the most sophisticated lighting system possible. But if you're suffering from a light trespass or you have you're staring at your phone all night or you're doing all these other things, you're going to sabotage all of the benefits of any human centric lighting system. So I think the lighting industry needs to change its focus, its paradigm from providing light to providing both light and darkness. And we need Uh, to really uh, embrace that.
2: I fully agree with you, Michael. Yeah, Good light means a lot of light during daytime and a lot of darkness during nighttime. That's that's also how we define. Good light. Good light is light that's really good. And that means that uh, all people in the whole world, when they have an indoor job, they're sitting in too much darkness during the daytime Mm -hmm. and they have too much light during the nighttime. Uh, And then we don't even talk then about light pollution at night and so on that's also terrible but i fully agree with you it's it's a double double-sided uh, sword yeah it needs to be light during daytime and it needs to be dark at nighttime and Absolutely,
0: i, fully I think all of the benefits too like when when i when i read about the benefits of you know whatever you want to call a photobiolic yeah. or human-centric circadian whatever whatever the name is integrative there's all these different terms out there Good. but good. Good. Yeah. Good. That's a good lighting. <laughs> but the, the only benefit of good lighting, which includes darkness, thank you, is that you get better sleep. When you get better sleep, all the other benefits that they're talking about are available to you. So I, I believe like the mood, the higher productivity, all this other stuff is secondary and as a result of sleeping better.
2: Would you agree Absolutely. with that? Absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah. Spot on. That's the way it works. Uh, it's uh, good if you have good light during daytime, you sleep better and that gives all the uh, derived benefits from that. Absolutely 100% clear. And uh, why is light so important to have a good sleep? Uh, in order to have a proper sleep, uh, your body needs to be ready for sleep. And so you all the hormones in your blood, yeah, in your body, need to be uh ready for the night especially uh, it, it's very complicated there are two main hormones yeah that's melatonin that's the hormone of the night or the sleep hormone some people call and the uh uh, uh the, the serotonin hormone. is it
0: serotonin
2: no it has a, no, no no it's uh, oh, um, uh, uh, not cortisol um uh, i'll come back with it. That, that's the that's the stress hormone during daytime and that hormone shifts is steered uh most importantly by light and so light sets and triggers or synchronizes your biological clock uh, uh, that makes your body ready for the night and of course, when you are the whole day in your studio yeah, or have an indoor job yeah, working in a hospital or in a school yeah, or wherever, all indoor places, yeah, they have biological darkness. So your body does actually not know what the time is, yeah? uh, because you need that light trigger yeah, to, to give time information to a few cells in the, in the center of your brain. And uh, and and they st- they give information to all your organs and to every cell, and that's that's not typical for humans. That's typical for all living species on Earth.
0: I want to ask you, what is that kind yeah. of communication called? So, like that's you know, I, I I used to used to hear, oh, we only use ten percent of our brain. Nonsense! You you're, you 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 you're not telling your stomach to digest your food. You're not. You, these are, what is that, is there a name for that kind of communication in your body, which is like non, uh, I don't know, conscious communication? What is that, t- is there a name for that? Yeah, it's,
2: it's, I think it's called uh, the circadian rhythm. Yes, uh, that's so the, the rhythm of it.
0: Yeah. But the messages yeah. and the signals, I, I wonder yeah, if there's see. a name for that, because all animals have that. Right, all species yeah. have this. Yeah. Even the bacteria—they're responding to light. They're responding to the saltiness Absolutely. of the yeah. water. Yeah. All sorts yeah. of different things. There has to be a name for yeah. that.
2: Yeah, definitely is. But but uh, <laughs> I have to apologize. I don't know yeah. why now. Me neither. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> but 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 the system. Yeah, like you said, it's 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 in all all living species uh, because we all have to uh, to deal with the fact that it's partly dark and partly light. Yeah, but but the humans, eh, Homo sapiens, yeah, is the only living species that is not living outside. Ninety percent of our time we spend indoors, so we um, we shield ourselves from daylight, which is very unnatural. And that happened a couple of thousand years ago already, in some small, smaller um, amplitudes. Yeah, but when, when uh, 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 our ancestors uh, started becoming farmers and so on. They start building little huts, yeah? little villages. And then they were more and uh, they became more and more inside. But after the Industrial Revolution, 200 years ago, 250 years ago, there was hardly any need for humans to go outside. So at that time, we really shielded ourselves from uh, from the daylight and from the stimulus that daylight gives and the uh, the way it works is only recently discovered in uh, the year 2002, I believe, uh, so-called IPRGCs, intrinsic photosensitive radial ganglion cells mm-hmm. were discovered on the rating of the eye mm-hmm. and they were not really connected to the vision center of the brain, Mm -hmm. but to the clock center of the brain. And they, uh, those cells were discovered. People before thought that those cells were in existence, but now they were first discovered. Even in the year 2018, I believe, 2017, uh, people, three people got got the Nobel Prize for medicine Mm -hmm. for their discovery. So it's really, it's crucial. It's, it's as big it's, as the it's, it's as
0: big as the Higgs boson discovery. That discovery,
2: absolutely, yeah, it is. Absolutely. It's yeah. as big
0: as the Higgs and, boson. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and see, and and but we're still all sitting in darkness.
2: But so no, no, but and, then and,
0: but then and, people have been instructed to put sunglasses on, and 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 this uh, is outdoor, eh?
2: outdoor, not indoor. Eh?
0: Yeah, but outdoor. But when they're outdoor, the 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 sunglasses also prevent this kind of this kind of healthy interaction with daylight from happening. Now there are people no, that. No, no, that no. no, meet, no, no.
2: Uh, Uh, not not completely. If you look, uh, because uh, the reason that people think that indoors, it's not dark, but light Mm -hmm. is the the fact that they can see well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Indoor, you can usually have all all indoor places during daytime, lit that well that you can do your visual jobs. But the light intensity indoor is around a couple of hundred lux. Outdoor, in the sunshine, it's 100,000 lux.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: In the shade, in the summer, it's still 20, 30,000 lux. If you put on sunglasses, that filters 80 to 90%. You still have, after, uh, behind your sunglasses, still 10,000 lux outdoor on a sunny day. If you put on your cap, yeah, that cap mm-hmm. filters also 50%. You still have five thousand lux. That's at least ten to twenty times more than indoors. So when you are outdoor, put on your cap, put on your sunglasses, and you still have the healthy work from daylight.
0: I'm going to make you a bet. Within okay. ten years, within ten years, they will there will be um, there will be scientific proof that sunglasses cause major health issues in humans. I'll make you a bet on that.
1: Within okay, 10 okay, years, yeah. I'll okay, bet you a beer.
0: Okay. I'm betting you a beer, <laughs> okay. a Dutch okay, good, yeah. I'm okay. betting you a Dutch Excellent. beer. Excellent. I'm telling you, I Excellent. believe that hundred percent.
2: Yeah. Okay, good, yeah. Uh, but, but, uh, but, but still, um, uh, today, a lot of scientists already say that the darkness that we all are in, indoor, every day, makes us sick. Hmm. makes you sleep bad. Hmm. And then I would come, like, like to come back to that sleep factor, that mm-hmm. sleep issue. Uh, because people say, I sleep well. I've been the whole day indoors, yeah, and I sleep well. Of course, you think you sleep well, because you, are, uh, you, you fall asleep, because you are tired from the whole day work. But that doesn't mean that your sleep quality is well enough, right? that the deep uh, sleep has to go with waves. Yeah? If the waves are deep enough, and it's proven that if your biological clock is synchronized with the real time, your sleep quality is much better. So people think I don't have that problem with that circadian rhythm that the biological clock. Yeah, They think they don't have the problem because they have no clue what good sleep really means. And if you sleep well a couple of weeks, during daytime you feel like you said then you get the derived benefits During daytime you're more energetic you're fitter and you are more upbeat and you uh, your mood is better that kind of things also your immune system is better and when your when your body uh, is synchronized with the real time uh, it, it has only benefits and there's also a lot of scientific proof that a lot of diseases yeah. Uh, have to do and are connected with not well synchronized uh, biological clocks of people. And as said, hey, it it yields for more than ninety percent of the world population. Hmm. So we are with seven and a half billion, I believe. Hey? So it it's an issue of more than six billion people, and we, from the Good Light Group, believe that this should be the number one and the number two and the number three priority of the lighting industry of the lighting design community of the real estate community to change this because changing is very simple the technology is there and these have been developed i think for this purpose
0: okay let me i want to ask you something and i want to just clarify what you mean because i'm of the opinion (laughs) that the lighting industry okay its entire focus should be on the on the uh, on the reestablishment or or on regaining natural darkness. Okay, so I think all of the resources in the lighting industry should go to solve the the issue of not having enough natural darkness. That includes dark skies, that's street lighting, all this sort of stuff because we have a massive light pollution issue. Okay is that included in what you're saying or is that separate yeah
2: yeah because of course that needs to be done Uh, uh, darkness is important because uh, you your body expects light and darkness but there's a bigger issue than the light pollution for human health and it is the lack of light during daytime Hmm. and then if you are the whole day outdoor in the weekend yeah if you spend the whole saturday outdoor then it really doesn't hurt your body if you then look in the evening, a couple of hours to the screen, also not when it's very close to. because your body already knows how late, what the time is, hmm. what the clock is. Hmm. Yeah. The reason is that all that night light, yeah, the lack of natural darkness at night is so Uh, bad for our health is because we are the whole day in darkness Mm. so your body is anxious looking for time information given by light so if at night the first thing uh, uh, is if you look very close to screens for two hours and your body starts saying finally light so it must be morning so let's repress yeah suppress the melatonin hormone and let's push up the cortisol hormone yeah, that stress hormone uh, that that's what's happening and what we basically in a simple term propagate is that during daytime the light levels need to be roughly five times higher and at night five to ten times darker than currently the situation so i i fully buy your plea for natural darkness absolutely important but i think for human health if you only reduce the darkness it doesn't help us synchronizing our biological clock. We need more light during daytime.
1: So you're saying right now, I've heard the other way that we're overlit in a lot of situations in indoor facilities. You're saying a lot of them are underlit and need to be provide more.
2: All, all, all are underlit. There is nobody, there's there's no place indoor that is sufficiently lit, okay. except if you have a desk fairly close to a window facing a window within a meter or so yeah within three foot from a meter uh, from the window then you probably have enough natural daylight coming through but the electric light levels are perfectly okay for vision aspect that has also been the basics for the norms yeah all the regulations on lighting levels are based on vision and The reason is all those regulations and norms and standards have been developed before this important discovery was made eh, in the start of the century. Now we have to rethink it. Unfortunately, uh, that's good to mention. uh, End of last year in November there was a study published from uh, 18 worldwide uh scientists in this field chronobiologists uh, uh sleep doctors and so on psychiatrists and they have now together recommended the minimum levels of light yeah during daytime for indoor and we have adopted them immediately as good light group of course we also have specified what good light is and uh, as a basics what you need is at least thousand lux at eye level um, now you think that's a lot <laughs> I see you're looking Michael yeah uh, I think that's a, a lot but if you are outdoor
0: yeah okay I if- sell light bulbs every day okay I do yeah. that okay so Greg and I we go as soon as we leave the studio we're out talking to people about lighting okay I don't know if people are going to deal with a 1,000 lux at their eyes indoor, Greg. I don't know. No, of course, they are not
2: accustomed to it. They have to. But outdoor, yeah, the minimum level in summertime that you have in the shade and through your eye, 1,000 lux,
0: minimum but that's a different kind of light that's from that that's the light from the nuclear reactor that we're spinning around okay so we're spinning around this nuclear reactor and it sends this certain kind of light that is you know creates all life on earth i don't think phillips can create any life with their light that they make or anybody else so how do we know that we can create the same quality mixture and you know spectral and all this sort of stuff as the sun like that seems like a uh, playing God so, here, Jan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That,
2: that, yeah. that report, uh, you can find a link to the report on our website, uh, goodlightgroup.org, mm-hmm. uh, also specifies that because there is a certain spectrum that really is important to trigger the IPRGCs, the intrinsic mm-hmm. photosensitive retinal ganglion cells. I call them always spheres because, because IPRGCs, that's a difficult word. Uh, I think people from uh biological class they remember rots and cones mm-hmm. in the retina. Do you know that rots and cones?
1: Yeah? Yeah. They are mm-hmm. uh,
2: the sensitive cells sure. for vision. So next to rods and cones are also spheres mm-hmm. that are responsible for the biological clock. And the spheres have two characteristics. They need much more light, which you just discussed at least five to 10 times more light yeah, to be triggered than the rots and cones, And they are also more sensitive to the blue, to blue light. And they call that melanopic light, the melanopic spectrum. So that's specified. There also how
0: much time do you need, how much exposure do you need per day to, to cause the good effect? Is there like a minimum exposure time?
2: Yeah, a couple of, yeah, I think a couple of
0: hours. Oh, it's that much. Because I was going to say uh, we should make like a device that everyone has on their desk, and they just look into it, and it's got like all this crazy light, and you do that a couple times yeah. a day, and you're good. <laughs> yeah. No, it's
2: uh, so that, that was for example um, half an hour is not good enough mm. because then you could uh, you could write in labor laws. People should send their employees outdoor for half an hour for lunch Yeah, uh, if that would do it. Uh, if, if that would be the case, then there is no opportunity for the lighting industry then they can uh, continue with uh, uh, the way they have been practicing the last uh, decades with this electric light. No, you need more. Yeah, a couple of hours. It depends also a little bit on the intensity. If the intensity is a little bit higher, it can be probably be lower. And the reason is that the system that triggers your biological clock, your circadian rhythm, is uh by design by evolution a slow system because it does not want to be fooled yeah if you Mm. suddenly get a spike of light yeah and then your body thinks it's nine o'clock in the morning or seven o'clock in the morning Mm. yeah that's not good so your body wants to be sure yeah, that that was not a sudden light event from a fire or so. No, this, this is really the light coming from the sun. Yeah, it was to be consistent. So that's the reason that that process lasts a longer time, hmm. a couple of hours, Yeah, two or three. Hmm. And it doesn't hurt to sit the whole day yeah? until four or five o'clock in the afternoon. in that bright light. But from five o'clock, late later six o'clock, dim the light. Go back to the normal levels. Right? Go back to your natural darkness. And uh, and avoid light at night. Yeah? Because that's also historically <laughs> uh, our ancestors as a uh, at night they were uh, resembling around a campfire or whatever. Yeah. And so they so I, cool I,
0: I understand what you're saying, and I know Greg want, I could see his eyes, he's got a question, so I'm gonna go right <laughs> over to good. Greg. I'm not I'm not sure that the lighting industry can deliver on that promise I don't know I don't know if we can deliver on that seems like a tall order because you have a whole supply chain and then you have end user customers and you got to convince them to in multiply their light level by ten or twenty yeah
1: yeah so what I'm yeah. hearing and, and maybe other people that are listening to this are hearing is that Michael's telling us we go to the, all the outdoor lights and take them all away, and Jan's telling us to go to the indoors and increase them. <laughs> so <laughs> everything's back in <and laughs> forth. <free>.
2: Everything. <laughs> yeah, 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 That's the way. Yeah, that's the way we should do it. Oh, yeah, of um, course. Yeah, it, it, it's a difficult message. It's not an easy message. If it was an easy message, it was done. There's a reason why um, it's not uh, penetrating in the market yet. But I believe that's also the Purpose of uh, the non-profit uh, organisation, the group, uh, the good light group, uh, uh, to make this known to the to the people. If people understand that good light is as important for their health as good food, we have made progress. Many people know that good food is good for your health.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, uh, not too fat, little variants, uh, vegetables, uh, not too much meat, uh, not too much alcohol, that kind of things. People know that. And if you ask your neighbor uh, what is good food, they have some notion. That doesn't mean that they always take good food, they also once in a while take junk food, of course, but they have a notion. Nobody has that notion. And I believe, and not, not only I, but scientists believe, that Good light has as large an effect on health and well being of people as good
0: food. I think more so. I don't I don't I don't even okay. think I, I don't even think you can compare the two. I mean if you look at something like um I don't even think it's comparable. I think that good light is far more important than good food, but I'm not sure we can deliver it with electric sources. That's my that would be my concern. And why you're on the podcast and, you know, why we're having the conversation, but I I, like even vitamin D production, like the things that, that we're learning about our relationship to light and, and with the COVID-19 problem and people being stuck indoors and being low in vitamin D and getting more sick, it, it, everything that you, every, every health ailment that's chronic, I bet you in some way is related back to light. Every chronic health problem, I would say, has a relationship to natural or a loss of light, or something to do with that. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, you you might very well be true in this. That uh, that Michael and indeed, yeah,
0: natural light is the best. We're creatures of the light.
2: Natural light is the best. So if we all would spend a couple of hours every day outdoors, then forget chasing the light indoors because your body then knows Mm -hmm. uh, what the time is, it's synchronized, it's perfect.
0: We can't do that. But it's
2: not realistic. We can't do it. Mm -hmm. So what we do know is that the indoor light can be tremendously improved by cranking it up to trigger those cells, especially in the morning, with a little bluish white light for a couple of hours and early afternoon, and then switch it down to the normal levels. And there has been enough scientific studies that show that that has a beneficial effect on your sleep quality and as a result of sleep quality on the energy level or your productivity or the creativity during daytime. Hmm. And we know that. So why not trying to bring that message and create uh, test examples? That's what we do as the good light group is we create, uh, we, we try to stimulate that our Partners in the group that they create uh, example good light installations with people. Uh, There's lots of people, and they start uh, talking about it. You can find a few examples already on our website where they uh, uh, where they're talking about it. Just we have a new uh, test out with, with an influencer on uh, on Instagram. She's testing it. Uh, uh, what the effect of good light on the body is. Since I know this a couple of years, I do have my personal good light installation uh, there are a few manufacturers that, that 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 provide that and we all have that experience um how important light is like like you said michael uh, so, uh, uh, we, we are so shielded from nature especially with respect to light and light does not penetrate into the buildings well enough mm-hmm. uh and, and and people for example uh if you if you talk people who are on vacation, If you ask them uh, after a couple of days or a week, uh, how do you feel better? Many people say it's better. Yeah. And and what's better? Yeah, I sleep better. I dream more. Hmm. Uh, I feel more relaxed during daytime. I think that one of the major reasons is that on vacation time, you are more outdoor than usual. What type of vacation you have? It can be a beach vacation or going to a city. You walk more through the city. You're sitting on terraces, outdoor. Hey, you, I and,
0: think uh, it also has something to do with oxygen too. I think indoor air is very contaminated with garbage too. I think there's a light issue, and I think that I, I mean COVID nineteen is just flying through buildings through their through the through the, uh, through the airways. Yeah. There's mole. If anybody, if you've ever been, seen an old filter air filter from a commercial HVAC system. That should be treated yeah. as hazardous waste. I am not kidding you. Those <laughs> things are absolutely disgusting. Yeah,
2: yeah. You would not true, believe true. what's on them. Yeah.
0: So I think it's air yeah. too. It's light and air together. It is,
2: absolutely. It's air and it's also sounds. Yeah? So we are missing all those elements. Mm-hmm. Yeah? So the, the natural sound of birds yep. or the wind blowing to the leaves of trees or mm. a little river or whatever. Yeah, That's also what we miss in buildings, the, those natural connections. But, but, but if you look, in buildings, and the, the percentage of oxygen in the, in the air in buildings is still roughly uh, 18 to 20 percent. What it's the same as outdoor. The percentage of light in a building is a couple of percent of what's yeah, sure. indoor. So there's sure. much if you improve buildings, and uh, if you want to improve buildings towards healthy buildings, I think you better off with investing in light and investing extra in air because there's much more to gain in light because we are sitting in darkness i always say people are living in biological darkness the whole day and we behave ourselves as diurnal animals as, as nocturnal animals. nocturnal are, yes diurnal, yeah we are diurnal animals and we are supposed to be outdoors during daytime and active that triggers our biological clock and that's not triggered and people have that problem uh, and they are not conscious about eh, that this is the cause of that problem but usually in the weekend eh, even after a weekend eh, people also not only on vacation but in the weekend, are so usually more outdoors eh, than than during normal days and at the end of the weekend you feel a little bit more relaxed uh, because you can roughly yeah reset your clock if you are having proper daylight for a couple of hours uh, with, with roughly an hour a day. And and what is the problem that you built up if you have a five-day working uh, work week? Uh, roughly, if you are not getting your daylight synchronization pulses to your brain, you built up a jet lag of roughly 15 minutes every day. So your body thinks uh, it's 15 minutes earlier than it actually is.
0: So it's five zero or one five?
2: No, one five, one five. So after a week, you build up a jet lag because it's cumulative, uh, one and a half hour roughly. So at Friday, eh, you stand up with eh, the end of the day at Friday you have a jet lag of one and a half hour.
1: Hmm.
2: In the weekend, if you're a lot time outdoor, you can recuperate. If you are not outdoor on the weekend, for example, in winter time or it's raining, whatever, yeah, it starts. Yeah, after the second week, you have uh, 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 two, three-hour jet lag, and and then yeah, yeah your sleep is not good and so on. And so you can you can compensate this with compensator uh, with, uh, compensate, uh, with this light. So we, we, we call good lights, first of all get daylight. So daylight is the best there is. We fully agree with that, but that's not realistic for uh, roughly five billion people on the earth because they have, it, it, they have an indoor job. Mm-hmm. So you need to help them and, and people, uh, not, not only people uh, uh, that have jobs, but also already small kids in schools and kindergarten. Uh, kids on universities, they're all sitting in darkness, people in hospitals, people in care centers, yeah, you know, uh, they are all in darkness and it's known that if your body is well synchronized with the real time you heal better you see, the, uh, the time that you have if you're hospitalized yeah, scientific study shows if if you have good light situation in the hospital you stay one day shorter hmm. and they did that test they compared people who were living who were lying at a hospital bed on the south side of a building close to a window Versus the north side of the building, close to a window, on our hemisphere, hmm. and on the south side of a building, of the hospital, close to the window, the average staying time in hospital during hospitalization was one day shorter.
0: Holy mackerel.
2: So that's that's the that's the enormous effect of of light on health and well-being.
1: Hmm. It's now, not, was there a specific? So I'm just and but, how you guys started the Good Lighting Group. Why? I know why a little bit. You're obviously passionate, but what was the, the that, reason that you got involved, in, and what's it, what's it all behind that?
2: Um, I I didn't see a serious attempt of the industry players, right, that is the manufacturers, that's the lighting designers, to really change this. They were too much looking at still continuing with sustainability focus, mm. energy saving, and so on. Yeah? And, uh, and so I, I saw the lighting industry really being pushed in the corner by their customers, yeah, by the building owners, the installers, and so on, and customers, in the, in the corner of costs. It needs to be cheaper, the payback time needs to be shorter, blah, blah, blah. And that's- uh,
0: so get the accountants out the of here. Too many accountants, bean counters. We need good that's, light. Yeah. We need good light because we need to
2: shift the, the focus from cost to value. Lighting is a value. We, we can sell value, we don't sell cost. And I didn't see that happen. So we hmm. said, let's, let's start a group which are focusing on value, value creation. Hmm. And the biggest value that lighting can give is not the cost reduction by energy saving, the biggest value that you can give to people indoor is making their life more present, giving them better sleep. And we all know, we have read it, yeah? that sleep is the most important factor to keep you healthy. Mm-hmm. Sleep was until recent fairly underestimated activity. It's one of the most important activities you can do, yeah? to live longer and to live happier mm-hmm. and to stay healthy. That's sleep. And, and the biggest trigger for a good
0: sleep is light. Well, I, they say bad sleep is worse than smoking. Um... Not kidding you, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the you know, what's interesting is that I'm a darkness guy, okay? I believe in darkness, (laughs) so sleep is mine. You get the daytime, no, but I I actually, (laughs) you know, I I think that there's this there, there is, um, as we were moving forward in the 21st century, the lighting industry is leaving the accountants and bean counters behind, Greg. We they are, we are leaving them behind very, they're right behind us. They're right behind us, but I think that, that we're turning a corner here, Greg, Eric. It-
1: yeah, that, that that's something that you said earlier, Jan, was LED lighting was, you know, I, I, I believe it was invented to save energy to last longer and all that. But you said its real purpose is just being discovered. And that's where we're yeah. at now. And that I think so, yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah, I always talk about the first revolution and the second revolution. The hmm. First revolution of LEDs is indeed the energy saving. and and enabling connectivity, making it possible to uh, to to make connected systems so that through the lighting system, you can even uh, transport data, wi fi and that kind of stuff. So that's the first revolution. But the real revolution has to come. That is, LED enables us to a little bit mimic natural daylight. Of course, it's never the quality of real daylight but we can do much better than we're doing now because the light now this is not helpful at all for synchronizing so and led are helpful because you can uh, in a sustainable way crank up the light level with, with a specific spectrum for a couple of hours you can also do that dedicated uh, personal uh, with smart systems and this enables for all the industry players an enormous innovation wave there are thousands of ways to create good light. Uh, it's not a, a one unique way. So this, this should trigger a lot of innovation. Unfortunately, there are already a few partners in the group uh, that, that that have prototypes and products on the market that, that really work well already. And, and, and that's good. And I hope that you can trigger that innovation and also trigger the curiosity of lighting designers that they get interested in this thing of building owners and uh, we have a two-way approach so we, we approach a little bit uh, through the value chain but we also try to connect with the general public and that's the reason that we call it good light and not biophilic light or circadian light sure. and so on eh? so a uh, good light makes you healthy like good food makes you healthy uh, and and yeah that's 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 the motivation to do this because I believe that otherwise um, I hope to see that my children, uh, at a certain moment, work in offices that are Mm well-lit, that they have in their home office because of Corona, a lot of people work from their home office. uh, That also at home, people spend much more attention to good light. That's one of the the problems in in a lot of places on Earth, people had to work more from home. In the office, the light was not good enough, but at home, usually, is even worse. So that also at home, they pay attention eh, to to good light. And uh, that my grandchildren at elementary school and kindergarten get good light. Because I'm sure they will be more healthy. They will have uh, less problems with uh, university and so on. So good light. It is so important that uh, we, we create a group. And the group is also a cooperation between companies, lighting specifiers, and especially also scientists who believe in this.
1: And, and, I, and I see your and mission we, here. It, it says yeah. 2025 is that a million people worldwide know about the beneficial effects of good lighting on the body and brain, and that 100,000 people yeah. worldwide live, work, and learn yeah. in buildings with good light. Yeah,
2: absolutely.
0: Yeah, I that's, got a question. That's our mission. I got a question. Uh, go call this is I call this the human centric paradox. Okay? Human centric lighting <laughs> okay, yeah. paradox. Okay, here it is. Yeah. There seems to be like a confusion in the lighting industry between tuning and choosing and then circadian. So to me, those are separate things. So with with if you want to have a system that is, you know, circadian friendly or good. In your case, it's prescribed to the person. They don't get to choose the light level. They don't get to choose the color temperature, right? As opposed to the idea of choice, which is I get to tune the lights to the color I want. I get to have the light level at the color I want. Those two are like shooting stars about to smash into each other. Um, how do we... Because. Listen, choice is a very seductive, and just like we talked about with energy focus, it's very powerful. Tuning is to 2021 what dimming is to 1969. As soon as people get those tunable boxes on their switches, and they can change the color of the light really easily by sliding a bar, they're going to do it. But it's in conflict with what you're trying to do. That's in direct conflict. How How do we square that circle? Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's the reason that you rightfully call it the paradox. It's not easy to, to solve this. <laughs> yeah, to square the, <laughs> to square the circle, yeah? Square the circle, or to circle the square, whatever, whatever. you want yeah. to do. Sure. Yeah. Uh, that's the reason that we have defined good light. Uh, we say good light is um, is outdoor, mm-hmm. daylight, natural daylight. So that's the first thing. If you can get a couple of hours daylight every day, you're fine. And then if you go indoor, it becomes a a big problem. We know that all current indoor light is not good, even if it's uh, dynamic with respect to spectrum or whatever color and so on. The intensity is far too low. It's still darkness for your body. It's still darkness. And if the darkness is blue or the darkness is red, it really doesn't matter for your brain. It's still darkness. You're Brain cells are not triggered by the spheres in your retina. We know that you have to crank it up. Uh, And there should be a requirement. At least people should get at least a couple of hours, 1,000 clicks at eye level. And beyond that, it's a choice. Like good food is also a choice. Good food is not a very well-defined prescription. It's a mixture. Yes, but you need roughly at least one and a half litre liquid every day. It can be water, it can be milk, it can be beer. Beer yeah, is not so beer. good because of the alcohol. Yeah. Beer. <laughs> but, but people are free in that. So there is the freedom. The freedom is beyond the minimum level. The minimum level is that you have a couple of hours at least 500 melanopic luxes or thousands normal luxus at eye level. And beyond that, there's a free
0: choice. Jan the choice. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think that's a good place to call it. Um, thank you for your work. Um, I'm sure we yeah. could... It, I, there's a couple other things. I did want to... Do you want to talk a little bit about Jaga? Is Jaga... Meeting its mandate has it failed? Those are my entri- my questions about Jaga. You know, I'm a. I feel like Jaga was something we needed 15 years ago, and I feel like it's there's like a there's like a failure to launch with that. Um, what are your thoughts on Jaga?
2: Jaga uh, was started in, in in 2010. I remember very well because I, I was of course at the uh, first meeting in uh, Madrid, in Spain. It's now 12 years old. Uh, and, and Zaga has gone through a journey. They have reinvented themselves recently. Because at the start of Zaga, it, it, especially the electronic control part was not very well integrated. It was more the light uh, part. And they have reinvented them. So I, I think it's it's definitely not a failure. It's success is also needed. Because many people start understanding that you need platforms. Because it's far too expensive for aluminum manufacturer to develop all components themselves. So you need standards.
0: Absolutely, uh, look, all of the innovation in lighting, most of the innovation, that I'm going to say this, that has been deployed has taken place within the mechanical form factors of existing fluorescent tubes, okay? The reason why that is, is because the innovation was bounded into a mechanical form and you have to make it like that. And the innovation went crazy. It's when you have an endless palette that, you know, the most beautiful poems are sonnets that are written in (laughs) iambic pentameter and have, you know, this many syllables and this many lines. And when you read them, you don't even realize that this is so strict. The rules of this are so strict that the best innovation is funneled where it belongs. And the and the innovation people aren't wasting their time. Where they're going to put the screw hole, yeah. or you know what? I I, yeah. so I I really wish that that the that that we could really establish that re-establish that firmly in the lighting industry globally, Jan. globally across yeah. the world.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, and and Zaga is an attempt to that, and as a matter of fact, also the Good Light Group is an attempt of that. Because we try to define good light, what are the boundaries of good light, that it works, and what are the freedom aspects of good light? Because good light is not uh, color-tunable only. <laughs> good light is the right light at the right time. And the right light has to do with intensity, spectrum, the angle, the color, and so on. Uh, so it's uh, there's a lot of parameters. But also there, I believe that there's a huge innovation opportunity in in the the realm
0: of good light. Jan, thank you for being a guest on the Get a Grip on Lighting podcast. It has been our pleasure for sure. uh, uh, Yeah, it it was a pleasure.
2: Yeah, yeah. So people who are interested, they can have a look at www.goodlightgroup.org.
0: And that will be posted on the Get a Grip on Lighting website. We'll share it on social media with all you people out there. But, Greg, before you go, we have to start getting real original here quick because we're going to energyfocus.com. That's E-N-E-R-G-Y-F-O-C-U-S.com, the original.
1: What do you got, Greg? And We heard it right here, the right light at the right time. That's what the N focus system can do. It has tunability. It has dimmability built into it so you can change your color you can change your intensity and you can keep your fixture going with the Jaga in that discussion on your poetry mike we keep the existing fixture that's about <laughs> me take out the fluorescent tube put in the in focus tube put the switch on the wall no rewiring necessary ready to roll
0: and of course, we can't forget the National Association. Zoom it in here, Scotty, the National Association of <laughs> Innovative Lighting Distributors. That's right. Get associated, get educated, and of course, Jan Deneman, Good GoodLightGroup.com. That's G O G G O O D. Here it comes. G O O D L I G H T G R O U P dot org. GoodLightGroup.org. Check it out. Thanks for listening, folks.
2: Yeah, was a pleasure. Oof. Oh.